If you hunt, fish, or recreate in Texas, there's no doubt you've seen the diversity of fish, wildlife, and natural areas our state has to offer. Protecting those natural resources is an important function of conservation. That's the daily charge of Texas game wardens and why we have laws on hunting, fishing, and boating in our state. You'll see game wardens in trucks, boats, all-terrain vehicles, and even on horseback in some areas of Texas. And sometimes you don't see them, but game wardens are in the air, on the back roads, and on the water in every region of the state. Are y'all heading to camp or heading out of camp? All right, well, did y'all have any luck this weekend? We did, we did. Good, y'all mind if I take a look? No. On the podcast, we'll ride along with Texas Game Warden Keegan Gould as he patrols Llano County during the opening weekend of white-tailed deer season for rifle hunters. We'll learn why Keegan chose to become a Game Warden and about his passion for the outdoors. We'll also get to witness how he interacts with the public he serves and get a first-hand account of just how dangerous and unpredictable the job of a Texas Game Warden can be. Stay with us. From Texas Parks and Wildlife, this is Under the Texas Sky, a podcast about nature and people and the connection they share. I'm Cecilia Nasty. How many did y'all get? Two. Two? Here, let me help you out. Three, uh uh-oh, story's already changing. While many people know that Texas game wardens enforce the hunting, fishing, and boating safety laws in our state, they may not know that game wardens are fully commissioned state peace officers and are responsible for the enforcement of all Texas criminal laws. From search and rescue to investigating environmental crimes, A game warden's jurisdiction is not confined to an officer roadway. Their beat is the entire Lone Star State. Last fall, producer Randall Maxwell rode along with Llano County game warden Keegan Gould. It was the opening weekend of deer season for rifle hunters, but as we'll find out, Officer Gould encounters a lot more than just hunters during his patrol. So I grew up not far from here. I actually grew up in uh, Hayes County in Wimberley, Texas, where I spent most of my life. Um, It's kind of ironic is the game warden that was in that county when I was growing up was Jake Scott, and he's now my partner here. And then in high school, I moved to Lockhart. I spent my whole entire youth um, hunting and fishing. In fact, I played some some football and baseball. The sport started kind of cutting into my outdoor activities and I kind of gave myself the uh, ultimatum. It was either going to be hunting and fishing or it was going to be sports. And so I stopped playing sports and kept hunting and fishing. There's no wonder why Keegan Gould loves being a game warden. It has everything to do with his two favorite pastimes, hunting and fishing. But Keegan was influenced by game wardens at an early age because his dad was a guide and outfitter. Witnessing his father's respect for game wardens helped Keegan understand their role in protecting the natural resources. It's the part of the job he truly loves. Protecting the resources is an extremely important part of our job. There's so many places in the world where we don't have game wardens and and the resources have been just completely wiped out. And so that's one of the things that I love about doing this job is we get to help out with protecting those resources and making sure that they're around for generations to come. Keegan began his career in Webb County near the border just outside of Laredo. 
but now he's back in the heart of Texas and the heart of deer country. Uh, Lano County is right smack in the heart of Texas. It's beautiful hill country, rolling granite mountains, and Lano is known as the deer capital of the state, meaning that we've got more deer per square mile here than anywhere else in the state of Texas. Um, and that brings in a lot of hunters to this area. A lot of people want to come to Lano in the fall for the hunting and the outdoor activities. And then uh, we also have a lot of rivers and lakes that go run through Lano. And uh, that brings people here in the summertime for all the water recreating too. Keegan is heading out to check on a few deer camps. Along the way, he tells me that one of the biggest threats to wildlife, even outside of deer season, are poachers. To my surprise, I learned there are different types of poachers and reasons why they choose to break the law. There's uh, quite a few walks of life of poachers. Um, there's your, your meat hunters that are substantially hunting. They need the meat to feed their families. And there are trophy poachers who poach big deer uh, just because they don't have access to hunt or can't afford to hunt somewhere else. And then the worst of all kinds are your thrill killers. And those are the guys that just drive around and shoot animals off the road just because they can. See, there's somebody dumped a carcass right there. I'm gonna have to take a look at that. Sure enough, there's a body of a dead deer lying in the ditch. Keegan stops the vehicle to take a look. Yeah, so this was a deer that was obviously shot somewhere. Um, you can tell it was a buck. They saw the top of the head off to keep as a trophy. They took some of the meat, they cut the meat, the back straps out, but they've wasted a lot of meat here. And they've left a lot of meat on back legs and they've left all of the shoulders. So we've got multiple violations here. We've got uh, illegal dumping, which at this point with this amount is gonna be a class B misdemeanor and a waste of game, all this meat that they've wasted which is gonna be class C citation. Yeah, they took the antlers. Yeah, and you can see that at one point they cut slits in the back legs to hang it so they could you know, take the back straps and get the pieces that they want out and then they just dump the whole animal here. Generally what we, what we see with the deer carcass dump like this is they either shot it somewhere where they didn't have permission, they didn't have anywhere to clean it, or they cleaned it and they didn't want to properly dispose of it on their property um, and they just on the way home, going back to the house, they just kick it out on the side of the road here. Keegan looks for evidence that might link the deer to a specific hunter. He told me sometimes a tag is actually left with the deer, or a receipt might have blown out of the suspect's vehicle. But on this occasion, there's nothing left except a meal for the local predators. Back on the road, Keegan explains that a game warden must be mentally prepared when walking into a deer camp. While his approach is always friendly, he keeps his head on a swivel, watching everything. It is sometimes dangerous for game wardens to go in because in all actuality, we are walking into a group of people that we don't know and they're all armed with either a pistol, a rifle, or at least a knife. We've made our way to a county road that runs alongside the Lano River. It's a main thoroughfare used by both landowners and hunters. Keegan is quick to notice the all-terrain vehicle tracks leading down to the river. 
and says that fostering relationships with landowners goes a long way in narrowing the opportunity for would-be lawbreakers. So here's another area that I've been watching. This is the Lano Riverbed, and you can see where people have been driving ATVs all up and down the riverbed here, which uh, is against the law. They, they can't operate a motorized vehicle in a protected waterway, and that's to protect the environment. So if they're leaking oil or gas or doing damage to the riverbed, they're harming the ecosystem and the animals and critters that live down there. So we've been trying to catch whoever it is that's doing this. And part of our job is building those relationships with the landowners. I was able to run into the people that own this property and they've got um, some T-posts up here painted purple, which is uh, one of the indicators to tell people to stay off this is private property. And these people are actually accessing their, their property illegally, so they're committing multiple violations. So they're, they're criminal trespass, and um, they're doing damage to the protected waterway. A few feet off the road sit a couple of makeshift sheds that has caught Keegan's attention. So somebody hung something up here, and we talked about that buck a while ago having cuts in its back legs. This is what it's cut for. And they'll hang them up so that they can clean them and process them. And, uh, not get any dirt on the on the meat. Looks like an old barn of some sorts. Um, some old tools and dirty, dusty equipment in the background. And right here in the middle, you have a uh, skinning rack, which is a metal pole hooked up to a rope and a pulley system. And directly underneath is a puddle of dried blood and some deer parts where somebody has recently hung a, a deer up here and done some cleaning. As Keegan inspects the area, he explains that game wardens have a dual role in their observation. As game wardens, we're patrolmen and we're, we're investigators. Unlike other agencies where patrolmen and investigators are, are separate, we're always just constantly seeing and processing. So generally people are doing the right things, but we're always expecting that somebody may lie to us too or may be trying to hide something. But I know that this is an active camp and I need to come back and check these guys again at some point. From Texas Parks and Wildlife, this is Under the Texas Sky, a podcast about nature and people and the connection they share. I'm Cecilia Nasty. Game Warden Keegan Gould is on patrol in Llano County during the opening weekend of whitetail deer rifle hunting season. Llano County is one of the most popular counties in the state when it comes to deer hunting. Producer Randall Maxwell is riding along with Keegan, and we pick up our story as they continue traveling the back roads along the Llano River. What's great about this job is every day is different. You try to make a plan, but inevitably your plan always gets changed. You know, some days I may be working the lakes, some days I may be checking people fishing along the river. Some days uh, I may be checking dove hunters or deer hunters in camp. And then some days we may be responding to natural disasters, floods, hurricanes. You know, some of my best cases that I've made, I had every intentions of going down, you know, road A. And for some reason I decided last second, I'm going to turn down this side road. Keegan Gould and I are on one of those side roads that runs along the length of the Llano River. We're on our way to visit a deer camp. But on the way, Keegan makes a colorful observation in the middle of the road, and it's yellow. These hunters use these roads to travel to and from their blinds, and I think a lot of times they don't realize, this being a county road, there's no difference between this and a paved highway. And we've got a lot of corn poured on the road here, 
And that could be by accident. That may have just been spilling out of one of their ATVs or something. But the other problem is we do have people that will bait this road and hunt off it. And that is something that they can't do. That's a violation. So I see stuff like that and it definitely, you know, piques my interest up. And if they don't hunt it, it just that corn being there is going to attract other animals out here. And someone else driving that road may just take an opportunity shot and shoot at something too. There are things that game wardens start to investigate or look into that other people don't. As you see, the corn just continually is poured. This is, as much as it's spread out, this is not something that's leaking out of like of an ATV. This is, somebody's got an, uh, a machine, activated machine on the back and it's spreading it as they're going. So whoever hunted this area, they corned this road intentionally. And there's a blind right there. And there's eight, I can see ATV tracks going on the road that match the ATV tracks going to that blind. Keegan tells me that chances are it's the leaseholder who is putting corn on the roadway because most landowners on this road don't hunt their own property. While there may be a contract for a lease agreement, it's not up to the landowner to educate the hunters on what they should and shouldn't be doing. Ultimately, it's up to the hunter to know the rules and regulations. Just down the way, Keegan notices a truck pulling out of a deer camp. How's it going, gentlemen? Doing good. How you doing? Doing good. Enjoying the day. Y'all had any luck? We got one eight point and ain't seen a whole lot since. I would have thought this weather would have had them moving pretty good. Are y'all heading out right now? Yeah. Who who has the one deer in camp? Colin. Is he there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll just check in. Right Alright, y'all have those license with you, right? Yes. Yeah. Alright, I'll take your word on it. Okay. Hey, if you're out here, stop in and have a cup of coffee or something with us. I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> good luck guys. Still one guy in camp, I'll check his deer. Hey guys! How you, sir? Say game warden, good, how are y'all doing? Oh, pretty good, fixing to go out and sit in the stand. Good. <laughs> Looking for a guy named Cullen. Cullen, right? Right here. Cullen, well, let's take a look at your deer real quick. Right. Yes, sir. Oh, that's not a bad deer at all. Nah. All right. You got your license with you? Yes, sir. Hang that back up. All right, got the backfield out. Good. Yeah, I messed it up. Hey, it's all right. Now, Lisa, hey, Lisa, you, you knew how to fill it out. I got a question for you. What you got? In the book, we got the tag on the horns. Mm -hmm. In the book, it says it got to be on the meat. So how does it's got to be well with the meat? And is the meat still here? Mm, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the tag's got to stay with the meat. So if the head's going to stay here, or if you're going to take the head to get mounted, the tag goes with the meat. And if you need to, you know, if you go to tax numbers, they're going to write you a wildlife resource document or a receipt. Or if you're going to give the head to your buddy, you'll just fill that out. Okay. But uh, technically, yeah, the tag stays with the meat, uh, but you'll need proof of sex too. So when you go home, usually people take the head and the meat together. The, the tag doesn't have to be on the meat and the cooler, as long as it's somewhere with the meat, you know, in the truck, something like that. Any other questions I can help y'all out no, with? No, no. Y'all get out there, it's time to go hunting, right. okay? It's good meeting right. you. It was nice meeting y'all. If y'all have any you. questions, uh, help y'all with anything, give me a call, okay? All right, okay. sir. Thanks. Thanks. Y'all take it easy. Thank you. Generally speaking, most of the people we're checking are, are good people. They're out there having fun just like we would like to be enjoying time with their families enjoying the outdoors and they're not out to harm anybody and uh, we're not there to make their day any worse we just want to make sure that they're in compliance with the, the rules and regulations that they're being safe and having a good time in the best way possible 
It's getting toward the end of the day, and Keegan has decided to check another access point to the Llano River. Swing by the, we got an area over here where you, a bunch more of those little ranchitos. The public access point. Let's see if anybody's down there. See if I hear any shots. There's also a guy that's got a warrant I've been looking for over there. He's been evading law enforcement for a little while. No sooner than Keegan had spoken, two people in a vehicle traveling in the opposite direction look suspicious as they hurry past us and disappear over the hillside. Uh, that might be the guy that I have a warrant for. I did see he didn't have a front license plate. Yeah, they kind of waved quickly, didn't they? Yep. There are two people in that vehicle? Yep. Stay game, Warden. Turn the truck off. Where'd your buddy go? Where'd my buddy go? Get out of the truck. Do you have anything on you? No, I don't. Turn around and face the truck for me. Where'd you drop him off at? What's this? It's a knife. I thought okay. it was a rock. So you didn't, you didn't have anything on you. Now you got a knife. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I forgot. Where'd you drop that guy off at? Look, you need to be honest with me right now. Okay, I don't know his name. He asked me for a lift. Um, I was giving him a lift, and he asked me to stop. Okay, if you're not in arrest, turn around right now. Turn around. Yes, sir. Hang tight. 7210 Lano. 7210. Do you have a deputy that can come assist me out here in Rio Lano? I had a subject run off on me in the brush. It's going to be a male... Suspect, ball cap, dark shirt, I believe jeans. I think he may have ran uh, eastbound. It turns out Keegan was right. His person of interest, who had several felony warrants from different counties, was indeed the other passenger in the vehicle. Unfortunately for the driver, things just went from bad to worse. All right. You know who that guy is. I know you do. Who is it? Um, I'll be honest with you. Um... He's my neighbor. He uh, was at the river. He asked me for a ride. I was driving him back. He asked me to stop. I stopped. I didn't know anything okay. else. Okay. Where did, where did he get out at? At the top of the hill. Like right. Okay. Which way did he run? I don't know. You know which way he ran. Okay. He ran to the side, but I don't know where. He went that way? I think so. Okay. Where's your ID at? Um, I don't have one with me, and I don't have a driver's license. Okay. Then why are you driving? I live three blocks from the river, so that's why. This is my brother's truck. It's just something we... Okay, is there anything in the vehicle that I need to know about? After receiving assistance from the Llano County Sheriff's Department, Keegan is able to turn his attention back to a nearby residence. Hello, stay game warden. A real killer there. You didn't have somebody run in here a minute ago, did you? No. Okay. I saw you head back over the hill. The guy in the white, uh, white Ford pickup. Yeah, where were you at? Um, I was right beside my truck out here. You didn't see anybody jump out and run right here? No. Uh, as soon as I saw y'all go there, I went to feed the horses, and I never see saw anybody run. You hear any brush breaking over there or anything? Mm -mm. Okay, I'm looking for a guy with warrants bailed out of that truck. Took off running through the backside of your property. I didn't know if maybe he came up here or anything. So he didn't run in y'all's property? No, not that I saw. Um, what's he wearing and stuff? Dark shirt, blue jeans, ball cap. Okay. All right, well, if you see something, just give a yeah. sheriff department a call, okay? All right, we'll do. All right, appreciate it. You bet. Have a good one.
The suspect slipped away on this occasion, but Keegan knows with several warrants, it's only a matter of time before the suspect will be caught. Even with all the events of the day, there's no creature too small for Keegan to protect. Look at that snake, not a coach whip. Or a big guard, one of the two. Oh, it's a racer. Easy, bud. Wow. <laughs> it's one thing that's fun about the job. I mean, just getting to interact with critters and all the animals in the outdoors. What is it? Is it a coach whip? No, this is actually a, a garter, garter snake. Garter snake. Yeah, pretty big one. He's pretty skinny, though. See, his uh, skin's kind of folding up over the top there. He hadn't eaten in a little bit. Oh, he's got to find something. Yeah, he's probably pretty hungry. Sometimes we'll stop and move critters out of the road if we need to, just to make sure that they're safe and somebody doesn't come by and run them over. All right, big guy, there you go. Go on, get off the road. I think that I've got the best job in the world. I get to spend my days in the outdoors, whether it's working on the lakes or checking deer camps. I get to spend my time visiting with, with people of Texas and being a part of their activities and, and doing the things that they love, because those are all the same things that I love to do. Keegan Gould has a love for the outdoors. He's a sportsman, a conservationist, a protector of people and natural resources. He is a Texas game warden. For Under the Texas Sky in Llano County, I'm Randall Maxwell. Thanks to Randall Maxwell for producing this episode. Do you want to know more about our Texas game wardens and the work that they do? Then visit the Texas Parks and Wildlife website and click on the tab marked Game Wardens. And if you're interested in becoming a Texas game warden, you can find information about upcoming game warden cadet classes, too. And so we come to the end of another podcast. Under the Texas Sky is a production of Texas Parks and Wildlife and is available at underthetexasky.org or wherever you get your podcasts. We record the podcast at the Block House in Austin, Texas. Joel Block does our sound design. Susan Griswold and Benjamin Kaling provide distribution and web help. Whitney Bishop does our social media. I'm your producer and host, Cecilia Nasty, reminding you that life's better outside when you're under the Texas sky. Protecting the resources is an extremely important part of our job. We get to help out with protecting those resources and making sure that they're around for generations to come. Join us again next time for Under the Texas Sky.